We should consider what he's saying. We should think about leaving. No, that's what they want. That's what they've wanted since the minute they showed up. Whatever comes at us, we'll handle it. Because going back out there, things don't get any better. Madison? No, I built this place for my kids. So Nick and Alicia could have something close to a real life. You want to protect them, you're going to have to disappoint them. Welcome to Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 112. I feel like we've been gone longer than a week. It does yeah. feel like that, actually. Yeah. Well, we got we got surprised by last week. We were we not expecting... We were surprised. Yeah, we didn't An expect that the show wasn't coming on last week. Yeah. Unexpected reprieve. Yes. And we should, we should know that in our news segment. Mm. But they didn't announce it anywhere, did they? No. No. Everybody was shocked yeah. by it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't was, remember uh, them doing that in the past. No, I was looking ahead to see what time, you know, what was, if they were showing last, the week before is on their first. And, and then I saw them there and I said, well, that's, that's, that's not Fear of the Walking Dead. That's Jaws. What the hell? <laughs> they went back to the 70s. It's Either similar. that or it just got really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> They're back at the coast again. <laughs> you watched it for like 20 minutes. You're like, damn, there's no walkers yet. Just I, don't remember, I don't remember Roy Schneider being in the in Fear of the Walking Dead. When did oh, that yeah, happen? Like a mix, a mix of Sharknado and, uh, and Fear of the Walking Dead. <laughs> so, Scott, what are you drinking this week? I am drinking a beer a buddy b- brought me from um, from the Pittsburgh area, from Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, at a brewery he used to work at called uh, North Country Brewery, and it's the Paleo IPA. <laughs> um, I like the name. Yep, a true Indiana Pale Ale. Um, it's delicious. It really is. It's excellent. It's a very smooth, very... Uh, it's a Western IPA, so it's got that bite. Yeah. And and a good strong aroma to it. Not as much aroma as another one that they have, which I'll feature on next week. It's a Ooh. very very interesting name. It's like um, a cliffhanger. Yes, yes. But uh, this is an amazing Western IPA discovery, light in color, full of hop flavor, and very aromatic find. Hmm. All right. Yes, I like it very much so. How about you? I am drinking a specialty beer from Monday Night Brewery out of Atlanta. It's called the Han Brolo, and it's a pale uh-huh. ale, play on Han Solo, of course. And with Monday Night, they are known for their cans that have the, the tie, like a businessman's tie. And the ties on this can have lightsabers and... Hang loose. The yeah, hang loose sign. The hang loose and a fist. Nice. Kim, you got to save one of those for me because I got to get it to Melissa. She's a super Star Wars fan. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. And it really is. This is a good. really good beer. It's a very nice. good beer. It doesn't, it's not like your typical pale ale. It's got a bite to it, too. It's almost like a IPA to me. Yeah, if you, if you come across Monday Night Brewing, um, their marketing is hilarious just because yes. of, you know, all the different crazy names and stuff. But their beers are actually really good. Oh, they mm-hmm. are. They're excellent. They're excellent. Everyone I've tried from their, their stuff was really good, except for. I think the Scottish ale they had, I didn't care for that one too much. Oh, really? But yeah. uh, like, all the rest kilt? of their stuff's been great. What was that? Yeah. Kilt something? I don't like know. Twisted kilt or tilted still, kilt? I still, tilted kilt. My, my like favorite that. one, though, is still Slap Fight. Yeah, Slap oh, Fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good one. <laughs> Stu, what are you drinking? Uh, mine is actually one we featured before, uh, but still one of my favorites. So if you if you do get a chance to get uh, Three Taverns uh, beer out of Atlanta, uh, the Prince of Pilsen, it's a hoppy pilsner. That is very a good, good beer. That is yep. very good. Yep. Yeah. I'm not as big on Pilsners as you are. I know you're a huge Pilsner guy, but that is a good Pilsner. It really yeah, well, is. It's got the hoppy flavors that you like. Mm. But it's also, days. you know, it's got the pronounced malts that uh, mm-hmm. that really make the, the Pilsners uh, smoother. Oh, goodness. That is good. It's, it's gone. <laughs> Damn it. It's already gone. 
Oh, that's if that isn't a, po- a positive sign, I don't know. That's what right. Is. Let's get into it. All right, we're here to talk about Fear the Walking Dead season four, episode seven, the wrong side of where you are now. What'd y'all think? Um, on this one, you know what? <laughs> They've been doing so good this season, and then this one just <laughs> fail. <laughs> it did not seem to hit the mark, and I I was trying to think of what to say about this because there was something that just bothered me about it, and. I was thinking, God, it seemed like the dialogue was really labored through the whole thing. Or I, I was thinking, why is she saying, or why is, you know, every character just seemed a little flatter mm-hmm. in this one. Like the writing was just off or something. And then I was thinking, well, is it just because I'm, I, I'm tired of the whole stadium is going to fall at some point? Like this, this, okay let's find the reasoning for something that we already know is going to happen over three or four different episodes. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on. It just seemed like they were stretching the dialogue or, um, I don't know. Some of it just seemed like it was, it was a little tired. Um, and I have to say, this is the buildup before the last episode before the break. And it did yeah. not feel like a buildup to me. No. It yeah, felt it like, kind of oh, we didn't really get an answer to what we were hoping to get out of this episode. There, I mean, there was some cool stuff that happened in the episode, but it, I really couldn't see past a lot of it, unfortunately. So, yeah, I had a problem with it. How about you, Kim? I feel the exact same way. It's not because I'm tired of any of the storylines. It was because it was bad writing. It was just bad. And it's not living up to it, the potential that it had. Um... The, the history that we've had the last six episodes, which were amazing. And then this one, they were making stupid decisions that people would not make in real life. And just their writing was just weak. Can I say, I even got annoyed by Al, which I love the character of too. Al. And I got annoyed by Al because I was like, really? Even Al, Morgan. Not, I got annoyed by you're Morgan. You're going to be that standoffish in like every scene? I, I felt like I was yelling at the TV a lot during this episode, maybe, especially at the end. Maybe we were just fighting that day. No, we were not. Uh, maybe we needed to. <laughs> Scott, what did you think of it? Um, I didn't dislike it as much as you guys did. Um, there were certain aspects of it that, that I mean, I definitely, I, 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 I thought the ending was, was, was not very good. You know, with the whole releasing of the of the uh, walkers upon the the uh, stadium yeah. there, but um, I did. I it's funny. I have a real love hate with the Mel story. Um, I found myself very compelled by what was going on with Mel in this episode. But in the back of my head, though, it kept nagging at me that Mel Mel always seemed to be the guy that was was three steps ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that he, he was the only one who really knew what was going on. But in this episode, they completely took that away from him. Mm-hmm. He was maimed the entire episode. R- right. I mean, he spent the whole time, um, get, being thrown around without a real plan. Mm-hmm. And he seemed like the guy that had the plan. So that part of it bothered me. But at the same time, I was interested in the dynamic between, uh, Madison and Mel, um, and how that kind of went back and forth, and, and with Naomi in there, too. I don't know. I had a real love-hate relationship with this episode. Um, I enjoyed certain aspects of it quite a bit, and certain aspects of it, I just was kind of scratching my head. Well, there there was definitely quite a build-up to uh, Mel and his brother and this force being, like you said, uh, a little bit more intelligent, a, more, a little mm-hmm. bit ahead of the game, like it was right. a chess match. Uh, but... They had nothing. They seemed to have nothing. Yet. Right. I mean, they certainly gave us no reason to believe or or, or, or have any kind of uh, thought on um, that uh, that Mel and his brother would have a fight about this, that they were on differing things. You know, it seemed like his brother was just kind of the clown that was along with Mel. They're so untrustworthy that there's all these things that you kept reading into each of the scenes where you thought mm-hmm. things would play out in a different way, and it was like, oh, well, I guess I was overthinking that. But do, did you ever get a feeling that Mel's brother was the was any kind of a leader of this group? No, not no, at no, all. No, I not felt like he was a hothead, though. Yeah, yeah. but what yeah. I'm talking about is like, okay, Charlie shows up, and they're injured. 
And I'm like, didn't you think, okay, well, that's a, that's a trick. Yeah, totally. And then uh, Mel gets brought into the stadium, and Bad he's idea. injured. Bad right. idea. There's, there's a trick there, right? Like, yep. he's going to do something to take down the stadium. Right. No, there was nothing. It was like, ah! <laughs> you're, you're, that that buildup of, okay, he is, you know, thought out each and every situation to where he can bring them down was like, oh, well, there's nothing there, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like he actually just got in a wreck and they went and saved him. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that did, that really did not make a, a whole ton of sense. I, I guess maybe the only reason why I I was um, not hating it so much is that it at least was different from what I was expecting. I certainly, you know, I expected that they were that the uh, vultures were just going to hang out and weigh them down forever, and and then the vultures leaving and breaking up. Uh, kind of caught me by surprise i have to admit well i mean it only makes sense that the vultures some of them like ennis would be pissed off to leave when they did just get a huge truck full load of supplies and that's exactly what the vultures needed at that moment why leave it why not just take it so i think that's i mean obviously that's where they the brothers got into the little scuffle and they parted their ways but it just wasn't, I don't know, it just didn't make the mark like it should have. There was no precursor to that, though. You know, there yeah. was no precursor to give you any idea that there was some kind of a breakup in this group. I mean, the yeah. group has been presented since they appeared as being in control. Mm-hmm. Okay? And and they surprised us in the last episode by just picking up and leaving shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when the supplies right. got there. Um, and again, we... We assumed they would come back and try uh-huh. to do something that was shifty that would take down the stadium. Because mm-hmm. we knew this entire time that the stadium was supposed to be going down. Right, but we certainly didn't expect them to be this fractured. I mean, Mel was, you know, before that was clearly their leader. And then all of a sudden, Mel's out on his own. It just really was odd. And you and, and you certainly have no reason to believe anything that Charlie says. No, but I think in Ennis's defense... Um, there is no defense for Ennis. You know that. <laughs> I'm just saying, think of it from their point of view. And I'm sure that the majority of the people in the Vultures felt this way because of the fact that Mel was on his own with Charlie. If you are desperate and you have no food or supplies, you're not going to just walk away from it. And if somebody who's your leader suggests that you do that, I don't care what morals you have or sense of like responsibility to your word or whatever you're not going to do it if you're starving you're going to go and get that food whatever way you do it but let me also say this the way they did it with the walkers especially flaming walkers they're not getting the supplies anyways <laughs> flaming walkers yes sorry. <laughs> well you know and 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 my pet peeve with that whole thing is that they knew an attack was coming they knew it had something to do with a lot of walkers because they've seen all the flags. So, <laughs> Lord, don't get so me started. When 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 the truck drives into the parking lot there, why didn't they just open up on the thing? No, it's, we're not going there yet. Not going to go there yet because there are so many holes in the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So many. Yeah, it's, it really was. It was like, why aren't you doing, like, okay. there's so many obvious things that should have been playing out that did not play out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, back back to what you were saying with um, Ennis, which I still have a hard time saying, calling him Ennis. Ennis and Mel, <laughs> did we know they were? Did they actually have a fight? Well, that's that's what, what he Charlie said. said that's Charlie what Charlie said. said. They actually had yeah, a fight, Charlie. and that's why he wrecked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I was a, I was a little confused. No, he wrecked because a walker walked out in front of his car. Right. He they, they had a fight and separated. Fight. So he took Charlie and the bus and left, and then. While they were leaving or whatever, they crashed. So they had separated prior to that whole crash yes. part mm-hmm. happening. Okay. Because that's why I was wondering. Cause it, well, that's why they asked Charlie, you know, hey, why didn't you go to your people? Why did you come to us? Yeah. Right, 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 right. So there wasn't anybody else with them. Now, we do know we do know that that group, though, whenever they move from place to place, though, they do fracture and then come back yes, together again. Exactly. Which makes sense. I mean, you right. can't be traveling like in that large of a group. Well, especially since they're some of the worst fighters I've ever seen. Yeah, they're terrible. I mean, come on. There's like 30 of them and there's like five of our heroes and, and they that lose in a gun battle. The, that bother, bothered me at the start of the episode. Remember I said in the last episode, OK, you drive up in a caravan of all these trucks and everybody 
gets out in front of the trucks to get yeah. shot <laughs> instead of like taking cover. Yeah. Everyone got out in front. And then when they started shooting, they're like, oh shit, we got to take cover. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I got to see. Obviously not been in a gun battle. Well, I got to see I, a real one. <laughs> I got to see a real one the other night. I can tell you, they don't do that. No, you do not. You don't get out in front of anything that's going to protect you. Well, and also... Unless all that thrift store clothing is in that many layers <laughs> that it's going to stop bullets. <laughs> it's thrift armor. Yeah. In that whole first sequence, before even the first commercial happened, Alicia had three chances to kill Naomi. And first time she saw, shot John. And then, like, the second, the, the second and third time, she didn't take the chance. She didn't even do anything. She just stood there with a gun aimed at her. And then when they left, she started shooting at him. Yeah. And she looked pissed every time she was, like, I think interrupted. I, I will say this. I will say this. I think she was really conflicted on what she needed to do. And I will say, I, I mean, I saw that in Alicia. I don't think she, she was... She was pretty decisive in last episode when yeah, she shot. Yeah, but I, no, no. I think that was a knee-jerk reaction thing. I think that was her flipping out, saying, "No, no, no, this, no, 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 this is not going to go on like this, you know, mm -hmm. because we're screwed here." And she's visibly upset, and I think she doesn't. She she's got a ton of fury, and she doesn't know where to go with it, and is lashing out wherever she can. Um, and I and so I wasn't as bothered by that part because to me, I think it was her. Try, she just couldn't come straight on what she needed to do. And and she took out her frustration on the back of the armored car as it was leaving. Maybe you're right, but she her character seems very different now than during the flashbacks. She's very angry. Exactly, she's a woman full of angst, and she's well, like frustrated. You can tell because in her, her mom face. was killed. Probably, yes. I, I'm starting to think that too now. Well, and uh, I I think that's what they have been hinting at the entire time. But honestly. That that's like the only carrot they have in front of us right now that yeah. that could have been the negative outcome of the stadium at this point. That's true. Is that Madison died? Because they've revealed everything else. Do you think <laughs> that it actually happened? Because what I mean, the way that they have portrayed this whole thing, I feel like it's like a surprise that we're supposed to get that oh Madison's alive, but I don't really feel that that's a huge enough surprise as the as going into this next one because I, I feel like she's fine. I mean, it could go either way. She's either dead or she's like, they're going to discover her when they finally get into the arm, the, the um, infirmary. So, yeah. However, they're going to do that with all those walkers around. Um, but she could be hiding somewhere. Either way, I'm like, eh, do I care? I, I guess I care a little bit, but it's not enough of a carrot to dangle in front of me that I will be excited about that. Yeah, but I'm still I'm still intrigued to find out how Naomi came to be with the vultures for the for the second part of her story, and how um, how did Mel be, get back with the vultures? Because well, you know Mel Mel was in the end those end scenes you know in the they're having in the shootout and so forth. So he evidently somewhere after he. Mm. Got, That's a good point. Know, That's a good point. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, somewhere after the the stadium and his getting repaired there and so forth, he hooked back up with them again. And yeah. then we know his brother was out on his own when he got killed by Nick. Thank so. goodness we get to talk through some of this because there's been so many damn back and forth things with flashbacks and stuff. That yes, I totally agree. It, it, I mean, I didn't even think about that part. I yes, okay, he's in the stadium with them before it gets overrun, and now he's with the vultures. And, and, and think of why he was with in the stadium with them, because he had set aside, he left the vultures, right? Because of his disagreement with his brother. And like, he, okay, so, refresh my memory, he's in the car with Alicia and Nick, right? Yes. In the back seat. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, good point. I didn't think about that either. Now, Naomi, I think she hooked up with them to save her own ass. And she took Charlie with her. We don't know that, though. Because she kept saying, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. Mm -hmm. And Aunt, uh, Alicia was not giving her the time of day. But I think something like that might have happened, where she's like, well, peace out, y'all, because I'm going with the people who are going to win. But you know what? It's There's still, Kim, I still think there's more to it than that. Because, um, you know, when 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 the vultures did confront them in the at the uh, dog track or whatever it is that they're at it, um, they were pissed too. 
They were royally pissed. Uh, Mel was furious, and and we don't know what that was all about yet. You know, there, something else went down during the the end of the stadium. There was a there was a lot more that went down than I think we know. I don't think. I don't think Naomi just escaped and then ended up with them. I think that something happened between them and Madison and, and so forth that made both parties extremely furious. Well, Mel had kind of planted the seed, which uh, Naomi didn't bite on because Mel was saying, why don't you come with us because these people right. are going to fall anyways. And then uh, Naomi then goes to Madison and tries to convince her of the same sort of thing. Yep. Like, it's all yep. going to fall. I mean, they made a huge point of it in this episode that uh, if you stay put, you're going to die. Yeah. If you move, you're not going to die, which I was kind of arguing with, like, how is staying put safer than moving? Because, for one thing, staying put... Or how is moving they, safer than staying put? Oh, staying yeah, exactly. Put. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, staying put, they're able to at least create some sort of clean water source, for one thing, which is a major thing. Yeah, I don't know I don't know why they're, they're trying to convince us that um, the only way to survive in this world is by moving. And Mel seems... Com- completely sold on this not i mean he seems very genuine in the fact that he is trying to help people in a way in mm-hmm. this episode um but at the same time he is absolutely convinced if they stay at the stadium it's gonna completely fall apart well because of their bad past experience probably yeah but, but we, do, we still don't we still don't have any kind of background or no, examples right. yeah, yeah. of why these communities break up because they're sitting still i, I mean, can tell you why Yes. If you look back at The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. look back to Herschel's farm, look back to the prison, whenever they stayed put, their guard went down a little bit because they got comfortable where they were. And then they got attacked, one at Herschel's farm by the horde, and two at the prison by the governor and his men, and people died. On this one, though, I think um, en- Enos is... <laughs> Ennis. Is his solely his job or his his um, motivation is to prove them wrong now because they are making it work. So that's what Mel was saying is that he's going to make it. Yeah, I think Ennis's motivation is is that um, you know you could see when when uh, they showed up when uh, Leisha and them showed up with the supplies uh, or or uh, stranded and so forth with that whole bunch of supplies to save the day in that last episode how pissed off mel was right. okay yeah. and and he was just like fine let's get out of here but that's so, what i'm saying is that they 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 they're proof that okay the if you are stationary uh-huh. i mean they are that sold on on that philosophy that they have to keep moving well i think they're kind of breaking their philosophy a little bit Stu. that's what i was trying to say i mean i think i think they don't cause the fall they just hang around until the fall happens. But what's happening, though, and I think that's where the fracture came between Mel and, and Ennis, is that Ennis was like, no, I'm sorry, this is not going to happen. We're going to cause the fall. Exactly what I was trying to say. And, right, and that's the <laughs> difference. But that's the difference between what they usually do and what they don't. So I don't think yeah. this is like a usual thing for them. No, no, that's not what I was saying at all. I don't think it is a usual thing. I think what what I'm saying is that their philosophy is that, okay, if you keep moving, you'll be fine. If you stay, it'll fall. So they stay and wait till the things fall because they think they're eventually going to fall. When they are successful, when the people in the stadium are successful, that frustrates them. Yeah. And that's what Ennis is trying to... I mean, that's where Mel, Mel was saying, well, Ennis is going to take it to the next step because mm-hmm. you didn't fall. Mm-hmm. And he's going to take it down for you. So do you think do you think that the do you think that the vultures keep all these uh, walkers in storage in case their waiting plan doesn't work out? Uh, That's think, what it seems like. It, I, I I always thought that they had utilized them as or you know it's for one thing to keep them there so that uh, as a safety precaution you know but also uh-huh. they can utilize them. Right, because I mean they they would collect them obviously. Yep. Uh, they could have destroyed them. Instead, they collect them in vans and take them somewhere, you know, or they put them in that mobile home and put a flag on there to tell you how many are in there. They could have set the mobile home on fire and, and trashed them all. Yeah, mm-hmm. why does it even matter how many are in there? Other Just than because, them keeping score. Because they're using, well, they're using them as, as an army. Right. 
But right. but for me, that kind of strikes against what their philosophy that they state is, is that they wait until the stuff falls apart. No, they're causing this, it. This is a backup plan. Yeah, it'd have to be. We know that the two brothers were at a farm or whatever they were at when um, their own families were killed, right? Mm-hmm. And they had stayed and they had convinced people to stay at that place. Uh-huh. And then it fell. And I think that's kind of what's shaping their, you know, their idea of how to handle this situation. It's like, no, we can't let this happen again. We can't let this opportunity get away from us. But we also can't allow these people to do this to us. Whereas Naomi said the same thing, that when they stayed at wherever the hell they were, when her daughter turned on everybody. Yeah, they were trying to stay at that one place when she went to go get antibiotics and... um, Right. And it, by trying to stay there, it fell apart, too. So that's why she was kind of leaning towards what Mel was preaching. Right. But it's still, um, I don't know if that would, to me, I don't know if that convinces me, though, that, that everybody thinks that these communities are going to fall just because they're staying together. No, I mean, but we've that's also what they're seen, trying to say. I know, but we've also seen plenty of evidence on The Walking Dead of communities that succeed and stay together. Oh, I don't, it doesn't make, I mean. They it doesn't, didn't succeed. There are communities. I mean, like Alexandria's gone, as Hilltop's far as we know. Still around. Hilltop Kingdom's is still, still around, around, but it doesn't mean it won't fall. Hey, Alexandria's going to come back. Well, we all know that, but they right. don't know that yet. And, right. I mean, I was actually thinking the same. The stadium is like the perfect place to be because you have two layers of where you can be. Plus, you have yeah. height to get away from stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can yep. set up a whole series of, of uh, walls and multiple barriers. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So exactly, and you have an open area in there to like like they were doing farm to create your food. And I was actually trying to think if the whole thing started burning down, would it be that bad in a stadium? I guess it would come down. I mean, get out in that field. Well, the thing about it is, is wind. All they had to do, <laughs> and all they had to do is like what Madison said: bring up the irrigation truck and just yeah. hose down the dead as they come up. I mean, they're not going to burn that much. They'll still be stinky, though. Ooh, what a smell. I mean, yeah, but they have oil on them. Yes, they do. So that's a little bit harder to put out with the with the water. Slip and slide. Slip and slide. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I still think they can put it out pretty easily. But, you know, but to that, like, the only thing that's wooden right there, right, is the gate. So the walls of the stadium itself are concrete. It's going to be, it's yeah, it's going to be gate and exterior facades are going to be wood. The whole stadium is going to be pretty much concrete block and poured concrete. Right. So, but you're not but anything have... that is, but there's enough flammable material there to, to uh, get you stuck in a stadium. Yeah, it'd burn yeah. up pretty well, quick. Well, my biggest question, if we're going to talk about the stadium, is isn't there another entrance? I mean, they said that... <laughs> That's Madison told Alicia to get the Land Rover ready and put it at the back gate. That means there's a front gate. Yeah. But so. We've been, yeah, we've been we hanging have, out at the front gate. We have, okay, but yeah, but we have more than one gate. Yeah. So if our people are stuck in the parking lot at whatever gate it is, there's obviously another gate that you uh-huh. can drive to. Uh-huh. Well, why did they not do that? I'll tell you why. I, I, this is what I'm just speculating. But part of the reason why, if their exit strategy is to take the place when things go bad, they want to have a, the avenue to make the people leave. You know, I mean, you know, part of it is to get them to abandon the stadium mm-hmm. and pick up the pieces. So you don't want to block them in. You know, you may you may want to give them enough of an avenue to get out. So, are you talking about the vultures are giving them an avenue to get out? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I think what Kim is no, saying, I'm saying is why our people. Why did why Nick did and Alicia. Nick and Alicia just sit in the parking lot instead oh, of trying oh, to get oh, in the stadium? Well, I, I I don't know why they sat in the parking lot. Period. I can tell um, you because they're stupid. Well, it's just, I mean, it's just it didn't make any sense. You could drive <laughs> anywhere at that point. Why would you just sit there and watch this happen? You could lead the walkers away, even. Without you could a doubt. gun it and get into the gate before you anything happens. You can drive happens. up to the people opening up the trucks and gun them down. Exactly. You can drive right through that fire, even, and you're fine. 
Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I had no idea why that was sitting there until they did, got in, in enveloped okay. with the, the dead. Okay. The only thing that was giving them a, the excuse of not going forward is that they thought when that oil truck went up that it was some sort of trap. So they didn't move towards the right. gate, and they but didn't want them to at open. That point. They didn't want to op- them to open the gate because they thought it would maybe expose right. them. Right, so go the to gate. the back gate. But when they started seeing other trucks pulling up, they should have freaking ran you to the gate. Hightail <laughs> it no, out they of should there. Have ran, they should have ran away from the stadium. Period. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. Turn the around was like, and leave. You can come back after everything. When happens. the walkers start getting out of the truck, why aren't they honking and driving away? Like right. pull them away from the stadium. Like what? That whole scene was just Well, not only that, stupid. how did the it walkers not go after them? Frustrating. How are the walkers not going after the people opening up these trucks and so forth? I mean... Yeah, I mean, they went to the front of the trucks, so fine, whatever. I know, yeah, some that, of them that did, was, but they would have seen them. I know. That went back to your, your normal theory, Scott, that these things move so slow. Like, why are people so scared of them? Because right. they were opening up the gates and all the walkers like... Eh. Like... Wouldn't there be, like, one kind of just jump out at them or something like that? You would think. But they were, like, walking around the ramps, and they're like, okay, the walkers are getting out. I guess we're safe to go and get in the truck now. And then all of a sudden, they'd run up to the truck. There's a lot more stimulus to attract them around those trucks than there was in the stadium at that time. definitely. Because the stadium was quiet at that time. There was no reason for them to be marching towards the stadium. They should have been going after the people that are opening up these trucks and so forth because it's all around them right there. Especially since you had probably a third as many wandering around in the parking lot the entire time we were watching the stadium at the, at the start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. And they never went to the stadium. Remember, you were always yeah. saying that they're yeah. always walking away from the stadium. We're like, where are they coming from? Yeah. <laughs> so, so was there true. no popcorn? Mm, no. Alicia, was it Alicia radios into her mom like, I'm sorry, we had to go get Mel. That was lame. I'm sorry to do this to you. I'm like, shut up and start driving. (laughs) No, but she was like, it was the right thing to do. This was a choice that we had to make. And I was like, (laughs) really? That that whole dialogue to me said that you made the wrong choice. Yep. I, listen, <laughs> you I'm having gonna, to try and listen, prove I'm it to your mom. I'm going to go even further back to that. I had no idea why Madison was throwing Mel out. Why did all of a sudden her brain just snap and say, oh, no, Mel's out of here. Oh, because he wanted to go, didn't he? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. She, she's been keeping him there to, to heal him and stuff like that. And all of a sudden she just snapped and said he had to go, which was counter to everything she's been trying to do. Didn't Strand uh, try to stick up for him and say, yes, like, you should keep yes, him here? Strand and... said, Strand said, you didn't let me go. Yep. You know, and, and, and her own kids said that they, she, she shouldn't do it. So why would she all of a sudden do that? And then her, and then... And then for her kids to turn around and go after the guy, which really, to me, didn't make any sense either. I mean... Yeah, but in her defense, too, Nick had said previously, don't bring him inside. Right. When he was found at the bus. Right. So... But then why would Nick go out to save him later? If he <laughs> if Nick didn't want him there in the first place. This is what I'm saying. It's very I inconsistent. Was it for understand. Charlie? Really? For Charlie? Is there any, any more... Uh, character that's that really does not get your sympathy than charlie yeah exactly the first moment i saw charlie i was like she's totally lying to you i mean they're trying to play the heart they're trying to play the heartstrings with charlie with us but i i you know there's many times as charlie has burned them and so forth i can't see any anybody really giving a damn what that kid wants why would you want to morgan was the only one that was believable that he did give her a chance right because he always gives everybody too many chances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works out well for him usually. Yeah. Which is why he went on a walkabout. <laughs> to exactly. fear. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I agree. I agree with that. But yeah, that's yeah, he always gets himself into that shit. So Yep. All right. Uh, I tell you what, why don't we take a break and um, and then we'll be back in a minute. Alright everybody, we're back. Um, you know, we haven't really talked about one of the things that started out at the beginning of the story is is John being injured in the van. You know, he's in the uh 
he's in the super uh, RV mm-hmm. that uh, that Al has, um, and they're trying to get to the stadium. I guess, be- yeah, because of uh, Al couldn't get the medical supplies out of the ambulance that Mel was driving, right? Which right. got blown up by Alicia. That was, that was <laughs> almost my hit, actually. When really? he when he's laying there and he says, "I got your message." Oh, that was a that great was line. Sweet. That was a great line. That yeah. was good. I got your that note. Good. I think is what yes, he said. Yes, I got your yep. note. And yep. I thought that was sweet too. That he was doing the flashbacks. That was what he was thinking about as he's laying there, dying, bleeding out, and somehow he survived that long trip to get back to the stadium. He, oh yeah, he's well, gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want him to survive, so I'm not gonna even go into that. But yeah, he'll uh, survive. Yeah, the only thing that I did not like was that she pulled out the um, uh, the, the, the tin. tin. Yeah. That had the message still in it, yeah. Because I, I, it made me feel like, okay, this is the end of the things that he needs to tell her, so he may not survive. You nah. know, because like she, oh, she's fine. She's like, oh, he kept it. Yeah, you know what I thought of? She took the pressure off his fucking wound. He's oh. bleeding out. Okay, whatever. He's fine. Yeah, he's he's gonna be fine. They're they're gonna have difficulty finding the medicine in the stadium next week because of all the crispy crawlers, and. Uh, but they'll find it, and he'll be all right. And yet, just... somehow, he will survive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his story's not over yet. You know, speaking of of Naomi too, I also loved that when it came down to it, she decided to stay with the group and not leave. When she told mm-hmm. Madison, "Like you got to get out of here because things things are about to go down." Right. And she came to Madison. Madison was like, "So you're coming to tell me you're leaving, right?" Right. She said, no, no, I'm not. No, I've stocked the infirmary. I'm ready to go. That was pretty cool. Like, uh-huh. she loves these people. She trusts these people. She's come to, um, you know, believe in what they're trying to do. Uh-huh. And she's staying. Why she didn't, why she's changing now, though, that's what I want to know. Why did she not love John enough to stay with him? And it's taken her all this time to finally find her people. I, I mean, I, I, I still have a feeling she doesn't want to stay there. Well, yeah. I mean, she, she said that as much. Right, right. And even now, even though she chose to stay there, I don't think she wants to stay there. Mm-hmm. She chose because she wants to help those people, but I don't think she wants to be there. I think every instinct in her body says, run, get out of there. I agree with you on that, but I also think that there's a component of loneliness about her where she's tired of running. She's tired of running from people that she loves, like John, and not having anybody, like having a companion with her. Well, then why not run back to John? She knows where he is. Well, not necessarily. If she ran back there right now, he wouldn't be there. No, but she doesn't know know that. She doesn't know that. I mean, if she really wanted that companionship, she'd turn around and go back. Right, but that could be fruitless. She knows that staying in one spot is a bad idea. So why would he stay in one spot? He's been there a long time and he's done just fine. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that he will continue to be fine, which he's not. I mean, there were still walkers, like, washing up on his doorstep, basically. I think it would have been okay. Oh, God. He would have been fine. He <laughs> I think it finally gets proven to her in this episode that um, uh, when she is trying to do good by leaving people, she's actually causing problems. And... That's a good point. Maybe maybe it's getting through her thick skull. Yeah, she's going to change in the next episode, and she'll be around. And so will John, I hope. Hope it's not too late. Nah, John will be all right. I don't see them killing off John right now. So what about Morgan's ultimate trust? Like, he, he grabs Charlie, and he's like, this is the only way that you don't die right now is to come with us and get in the vehicle. Charlie is also the one who got Nick caught, killed. We know now that she's also the one that is responsible probably she for the fall. She didn't just get Nick killed. She shot Nick. Well, she shot Nick. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty, yeah. I mean, that's pretty big thing that this little kid shot somebody. But do you think that Charlie's going to end up being his next project? Because I, I kind of feel that way. I don't know. I, I really, uh, I'm confused that they are keeping her around. Definitely. I mean, she's a kid. What are you going to do? Kill her off? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they could. It is The Walking Dead. She's a pretty bad kid. 
Yeah. Look at the flowers. I mean, yeah, but she's not that bad. She's not crazy. She's well, out for survival. There's well, a difference. Well, yeah, but I mean, but she, but Alicia knows she killed her brother. I mean, and Alicia's shooting at people because she thinks it caused her brother's death. Why would she not take a shot at the kid? Yeah, I, um, I, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that they need to kill Charlie. <laughs> That's a very bad thing to say, but. Um, well, it wouldn't be the first kid they her? killed on the show. No, helping her and trying to to save her away from the people that she knows, you know, take her away from the people that she knows, is um, I don't know. It seemed like a very bad decision for Morgan to be making. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, all of them, all of them trying to save Charlie. It's a bad decision. Yeah. I mean, she's done nothing to prove anything but a problem. So why is everybody trying to save Charlie? That's what this episode should be called. Let's save Charlie. Yeah. That's what Morgan says, though. I mean, he says, you know, at, at some point it's got to stop, you know? Okay, but but that's fine. But why Why does Morgan, I mean, not Morgan, but why is uh, Madison trying to save Charlie? Why is Nick trying to save Charlie? I mean, they've all been burned by this kid. I think it's simply because she's a kid. If she were an adult, it would have been a totally different situation. I don't know. They keep bringing Mel back, trying to save him. Yeah, I don't understand the saving Mel thing yeah. either. That one was just kind of a weak play, I think, when they're like, oh, well, we need to get out of the gate and, and save Mel. Yeah. Like, really? Why? Uh, I, I, can, I wanted some worker to go, damn it, we just built this thing for the yeah. third time. Thank you. Thank you. I'm yes, exactly. I'm tired of tearing this down because someone wants to go out the gate. No. Well, actually, that dude, that dude Doug, did try to, to do something like that. You remember? He's the one when they were, Madison's talking about going out in the gate, and he's like, no, there's fire out there. we got to put the fire out. <laughs> And she's like, no, Doug, open the gate. And and even even Strand was like, oh, what did Strand say when Madison tried to leave? He was like, you can't leave. And she's like, my kids are out there. Are you going to try to stop me? And he's like, uh, no. I'm going like, to go with you. Like, he backed down real quick. <laughs> well, he, no, he says, I'm going to go with you. Yeah, but at first he's like, you're not going out there. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. And instead he was going to go with her. Right. No, but, um, but yeah, they put everybody at risk by having to take down that wall. Mm-hmm. That they Three spent times. all day building. Three times. Mm. Yeah. Three times. First first time to, uh, what, send uh, Mel out. Right. And then... Um, Alicia, Nick. Alicia, Nick, and then, and then later on, Madison. It's like, God damn it. It's like the Dukes of Hazard. They kept putting the, the barriers in the street. <laughs> That's right. And then the... the they would run through the it, and they're Dukes, like, oh! And they yeah. put another and one in. they put another one in, and then the, yeah. then the cop car would Pull come by. That's right. <laughs> Perfect analogy, Kim. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, though, too, that kept... I know this is kind of a... It's kind of a silly point, but weren't the walkers up against that wall? Oh, they would yes! shoo them. They'd shoo them Didn't away. Didn't you see at some point you saw them looking through the holes and they put a board over them and stuff like that? Yes. So why... Every time they're opening up the wall, though, there's no walkers there anymore. They just move open with the gate, and then when they close the gate, the walkers move back with it. They make uh, like okay. their own little hole. They're stuck through. to the wall. <laughs> semantics, Scott. Semantics. They're like, yes. oh yes. my viewing hole, and they move yes. with the gate. I think. Yes, they're ho- they're holy people. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Anyway, all right. <laughs> so, Scott, what was your hit? Oh. Hit or miss? Well, my hit. My hit was, I, I, I do have to, to say, I did think it was a riot when the ambulance was blown up. <laughs> that was a riot? When somebody yeah. almost gets killed? Why is that? Well, was, well I kept thinking surprise. to myself, well, before that, I kept saying saying to myself, they were in there in the gun battle, I kept saying, Alicia's got a rocket launcher on that bad boy. Why don't she use it? Uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, the ambulance went up and I said, oh, yeah, there, there, you go. there you go. I have to say, she looked... Uh, very outpaced by that gun. She was like trying to aim it, and she's like, "Ah, uh, like, like it was too heavy for her." Yeah, it looked like it was way too heavy. Well, <laughs> she did it. She shot it up she because nobody it. can see your motion of like it being heavy. <laughs> no, it's just it was a massive gun for one thing. But what are you talking about? The motion you just did. Oh, oh yes, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, my visuals. Uh, motions, Sorry. motions don't work real well on podcasts. Uh, just no. want you to know that. I've never done this before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's stick to the proper medium. Uh, Kim, did you have a hit? 
Of course I have a hit. My hit is that Naomi stayed to fight. I okay. was very happy that Naomi changed her mind and decided that these people were worth her effort and her possible sacrifice, and she stayed to help them. Stu, this just tells you how much Kim did not like that show because yeah. she only had one hit. Oh, that's yep. very true. I have yeah. two. Wow, really? really? I have two you only quick get hits. one though. Well, I feel I feel bad because I really ripped on the show a lot, so uh-huh. I have a couple real quick ones. Okay. Um, first was when Al pulls up and shows the guns when they're trying to get Charlie out of there. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I thought was a pretty cool scene. And then the main one was when they're looking at all the flags that they've gathered. Yeah. Oh, and they're yeah. just kind of turning each one of them over. And it's like 760 and 900. and That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was um, a scary moment. If I had been there in that moment, I think I would have been peeing myself. Yeah. Hey, you know, there is one I did, I forgot. I do want to mention it because it was, I thought it was actually really good dialogue was when Nick was talking to Madison, when Madison was tearing down the, uh, Mm. the bullpen place. And he was talking about why he always came back to her and the fact that, that he is because he, he does need to be with her. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, that each time he got away and went away, she always came back to find him. So, you know, I just thought that was a really interesting uh, revelation from Nick because he's never really expressed that feeling. And he was explaining also why he felt so comfortable just being inside the stadium. Now, Scott, as a mother, you are so right. As a mother of boys, that's that's one I I should have said, too. That one was a tearjerker for me. It's like you always want your kids to come home to you and need you. It's going to make me cry. And... um. And especially for your boys, this is what your mom says all the time. The boys usually never come home. But for someone to say, <laughs> I need you and I want to be with you and you make me feel safe. That's like what every mother wants when they when their kids grow up. So true. Okay. All Pretty right. good. Okay. All right. And, and I think actually the, uh, the other scene with Naomi and Madison talking, mm-hmm. I think was another that one that we didn't talk about too much. But when she's when Naomi's actually suggesting that, uh, well, maybe we should listen to Mel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, she's trying to convince her. Right. Yeah, and Madison's describing, um, well, you know, I built this as a safe haven for my kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I, I don't want to lose that. And, and Naomi finally comes back and says, well, maybe you need to disappoint your kids. Yeah, yeah I know. Right. I like that. <laughs> don't ki- that right. Don't, don't kill your kids before the place. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought those were those were very good uh, scenes in the uh, in the show. Definitely. Kim, how about a miss? Um, And you only get one. (laughs) I have a combo. (laughs) Okay. I have a feeling we're probably going to share this one. Totally. Uh, My miss is bad writing and improbable scenarios. Oh, okay. Well, maybe mine may fall under that, but mine's more specific. But okay. Uh, I just think that a lot of the situations where they, you know, they were in the car, they did not try to make it for the gate. Stupid, 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 stupid. I have it written in my notes everywhere that happened. It was stupid. Like, if I were in that car, I would have had my foot on the gas pedal going. I don't care where I'm going, I'm going. They didn't do anything. And then... Bringing Charlie back, stupid. Bringing Mel inside, stupid. Like, there are things that these people did that normal people probably would not have done. And they were, what, to maybe just convenient to move the plot along? I think so. I think so. Just to get us to the Right, but even finale. then, though, you know, it, it really doesn't make a lot of sense because it just, those actions just made the plot confusing. Mm-hmm. Right, yep. right. And then there was just a bunch of bad dialogue, just sappy, like the phone, the, not the phone call, but the the radio in from Alicia and Nick at the end where they're talking to their mom. Yeah, I'm from... sorry I did this, but I had to, do... oh, come on, shut up. Oh, you know one that I didn't even think about? What? Okay, when, <laughs> when they put um, Mel in the Range Rover and he's driving away and he's... Mm-hmm radioing back to Charlie. And he, right, and he can't talk. And he can't talk. Is the, is the button engaged on that thing all the time? 
No, you have to press it. So, so yeah, we want to hear you he, coughing. Well, I so think he, he was trying to talk. And that's why he was coughing. Yeah, but all you hear is just, uh. Right. Well, uh, he has, bro- uh, he has uh, broken uh, ribs. I mean, he was, I think he was trying know, to but, get a breath to talk. Yeah, but, but would you keep the button engaged on a walkie-talkie when you're coughing and you can't talk? Well, I mean, I no. guess if you're... Not the whatever, entire time. Okay, know. it just seemed, that really bothered me. When I was listening to that and Charlie was, was like, oh, he can't, he's not talking to me. And he was just like, uh, oh. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That was, that was kind of lame to me. That was a little lame. <laughs> So, so is that is that your big miss? Uh, no, my no. The big miss was that they uh, saw the guy in the oil truck at the stadium pouring <laughs> oil. Not oil truck. He's pouring oil out of the back, and they sit there and like, oh wow, this might be a trap. <laughs> and then they see like <laughs> the next fifteen minutes of footage of them watching trucks pulling in, pulling ramps out. Opening up the back of the trucks, it's like Watch, watching the slow motion attack. Yes. Yeah. How about we go use that back entry into the stadium right. at this point? Or take shots at these. You got. I mean, <laughs> what's his name? Is is a sniper for what Pete's sake? He's the already shown how to waiting sniping. For? What are you waiting for? Thank I don't. You. I don't understand. That was really bad. Yep. Yeah, that it was make stupid. A lot of sense. That was really stupid. Agreed. If you, I mean, again, back to your point that they did make them rebuild that wall three times, but come on, is there not another entry to a stadium? People do not go into a stadium one way. I'm sorry. I, I, I just didn't. I mean, that, yeah, that, all that stuff at the end there was a big miss for me. For me, I just didn't, I, I didn't even think about the fact that they should get in the stadium. I thought they should turn around and leave and get the hell out of the area until whatever happens is different. You know, they could have driven around to uh, from driven to a safe distance and watched the stuff go down you know and then jumped in if they needed to but i mean but to just sit there in the parking lot while it all unfolded around them mm-hmm. would it take more time to open the gate and then replace the gate than it would for them to just sit there and watch no. all that happening no they could have easily gotten inside or throw a rope over the side i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> throw was- a rope Yes, exactly. What was your miss? For Pete's sake. Oh, I just told you. Okay. That was it. Yeah, all this stuff at the end was just kind of silly. I mean, they knew the walkers were coming. They knew it was going to be a trap. Yet they just kind of watched it happen. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, again, and then the kids your... getting stuck in the in the in the. Uh, hey, but you gotta love that Range Rover, man. That thing has been it's been a, it's been a, a big workhorse for yeah. something that they found at an amusement park. And she did point it out when they found it. She was like, oh, this is a good one. Yep. This is a oh, good vehicle. that was one more thing I wanted to say. When <laughs> when Naomi and Madison were talking and Madison told her that she had asked Alicia to get a car ready just in case. Right. And, and uh, Naomi's face, she had a little bit of a smile on her. Uh-huh. And she was kind of happy, like, okay, uh-huh. Alicia, listen to me. Yeah. That was kind of sweet. Yep. She had some influence. Maybe maybe that was part of what helped her stay. Uh-huh. Like, these people appreciate me. They like me. They understand where I'm coming from. Uh-huh. So they're worth it. They're at least listening to me somewhat. Yeah, that's all true. All right. Well, I think we've covered it, huh? I think so. Nice. But we do have a lot of listener comments. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, sweet. Um, you are my flower at Rennie slash 89 said, uh, Alicia is not one of my favorites in the last couple of episodes. Yeah. She's not a real popular one right now. No, no, not at all. Mm-mm. Our friend Cash Cooper at Cash Coop said, we finally learned what took the stadium down, which was good, but I thought they made Madison a bit naive thinking they could fend off whatever the vultures threw at them. I feel like they've had Madison make the smart choice, albeit tough, most of the times, and this time around, she made the dumb choice. Also, I wanted a little more character development on the side of the vultures. I find it hard to believe the bad guys just mindlessly follow orders. You mean no one had any qualms about releasing a horde of walkers onto innocent people at the stadium? Yeah, that's that's actually a good that's a good uh, point though. That so none of these people have a problem with them sending all these walkers in. You know, I mean, it's it's a moral issue. It's a moral yeah. issue. You don't see any of the vultures ever questioning uh, what Mel and his brother are doing. Mm-hmm. Sonia Irna 
um, off Twitter also said, Rick and the others did it to the saviors, and there were a lot of innocent workers in the sanctuary in response to Cash. That's a good point. Well. No, it's a good point. I mean, that, that yeah. means that they that the vultures have to, uh, they kind of throw the morals to the wind when it comes to that. But uh, I'm still some a little bit surprised. Black Sheep at Weird Nerd 42 said, Burn in hell, Mal. <laughs> well, that's fierce. <laughs> that's awesome. Emmeline Veltkamp said, I officially love Fear the Walking Dead. What a fantastic episode. Even if my poor little heart can't handle John Dory's life still being in jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a little disappointed to see the end of Mel. I enjoyed him as the protagonist. Question. Who was Morgan referring to when he said he now knows who Althea is? I assume he's making a comparison to someone from The Walking Dead, but I'm, but I wasn't sure who. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting because I had a feeling he was talking about just you know the type of person she was. Yeah. At first, I thought he was actually saying, "I've actually seen you on the news. I know who you are." But no, I think he was talking about the type of person. Yeah, I think it mm-hmm. was because he convinced her to become involved. When she right. wanted to stay out of it and just be the picture. And he was like, now I know who you are. Because she became involved and she was she was working hard to make things, you know, to get John taken care of. So, uh, yeah, I agree. I think it was just a him recognizing what he thinks was her real personality. But I loved her response. You know, uh, no, I have many layers. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was great. I mean, I'm I guess if you wanted... with many layers. If you wanted to compare her to somebody on The Walking Dead, I guess you could say Carol, but Carol's a fighter. Carol's not someone who would stand around and watch. And when she did get passive, it was because of internal strife, like a, you know, she was hurting. Yeah, yeah but Carol, Carol could be pretty Carol could be pretty cold to a situation. She can though. be, but not like uh, not like Al. Al doesn't want to get involved because she wants the story to play out. She doesn't Carol, want to be part of the story. Right. Carol doesn't get involved because she doesn't want to see anybody else hurt. That's true. Okay, and, and Devane, Devane off Twitter said, So now I think Naomi wasn't a Trojan horse. Jeez, they should put all these scenes in chronological order. It's almost <laughs> as if they're trying to confuse <laughs> us, smiley face. <laughs> a just-in-case nice. car might be handy next week. <laughs> nice. Undead Walking said, It's amazing what the dual storytelling can offer in terms of misdirection and surprises. I was skeptical I was skeptical about the format, but I'm seriously loving it. Mm-hmm. I actually, I, I, I don't have a problem with the back and forth for the most part. It threw me off a couple times, but I still kind of enjoy it. I, I tell you, I really loved, the, you know, as much as I did not like the way the ending went, I did love the way they... They ended it with um, Madison at the gates with the fire on her face. And then the next scene they went to was the battle van driving up to the up to the um, the stadium with the burned out, uh, Mm. the the burned out ice cream truck sitting there and so forth. And uh, so that segue, I thought, was brilliant. I really liked that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little bit more relation between scenes. Yeah, it was the before and after of the scene. Yep. Yep. Uh, David Valentin off Twitter also said, Hard to ignore that if the walkers were on fire, that the brains will remain intact. And what is the obsession with killing the living? (laughs) That's a good point. Their brains would be boiled. Well, you got to take a chance there. You got that many going? I don't know. So that's it for our comments. Thanks, everybody, for writing in. Kim, do we have any news? Well, you know, the biggest news is that we haven't been able to discuss yet is the elephant in the room that deals with The Walking Dead, and that is that we now have news that some of our characters are leaving in Season 9. And Scott is fired off the podcast. Oh, excellent. Right. I have been retired. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're just kidding about that part. But... um, (laughs) Sure about that? We should discuss it. And I brought it up. Can you wait till I leave? (laughs) Yeah, so last week when we were all on hiatus, it was actually the day after the show should have aired. So it was like Memorial Day, right? They announced that Rick is not going to be a character on the show anymore. And Andrew Lincoln is leaving. And then at the same time, we find out that 
Norman Reedus is expecting a baby with Diane Kruger. And also that... Um, I didn't learn that part. You did not know that. Oh, we heard that he because was I didn't care about that part. He was offered a boatload of money to be the to number stay one on. Man. Yeah, to stay on. And also that Lauren Cohen isn't going to stay on past six episodes for next season. So we're losing Maggie. We're losing Rick. And Norman is supposed to be the head man and also has a new baby at home. <laughs> what? So yeah. what that says, <laughs> what, what that should tell you, listeners, is that um, we will be able to soon just devote this show to Fear of the Walking Dead because The Walking Dead has officially jumped the shark. I was going to say, totally. they may actually need to move closer to the ocean at this point. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> to jump the sharknado. They can yeah, live exactly. with the ocean dwellers. Oh, my. I tell you what. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This show is definitely uh, peaked and uh, is on the the roller coaster south uh, this out. is not this is not re- replacing henry blake with with harry potter or uh, or colonel <laughs> potter on uh, on mm-hmm. mash you're, you're not or gonna even harry potter like, that or even harry potter weird, if you do weird that. decision he's a little <laughs> child but whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same kind of change here so uh, yeah getting rid of rick and maggie yeah. and then throwing it all in 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 the lap of daryl who had like five lines all season uh, and Daryl, Daryl has never come up with a plan that worked. I mean, I hate to say it. Every dumb plan that's happened, Daryl, every plan that Daryl came up with went bad. Well, he doesn't um, even like to be with the people. He would rather no. be off by himself. Daryl is not the not he can't not be a the leader. Focus of the group. I'm sorry. That's yeah. that's just ridiculous. And uh, I don't, uh, and I don't think he want, wants to leave Sonoy at this point either. No, so if he's making not. money there and he's got a restaurant, he's got there a restaurant, and, yeah, which is doing, doing really well. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll let Eugene take over. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of kind of sucks. So you're talking about a show that's lost Morgan this year, and then we'll lose Rick and and Maggie next year. And you know, Denai Guerrera can't be far behind with all the Black mm-hmm. Panther stuff going on. Mm. Her movie career is about to take off. I mean, it already has, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. She's not going to want to stick around for this. No, no. I, yeah, I, 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 you know. Oh, and Carl's gone, too. Oh, Forget Carl. No, oh, Carl's yeah. gone. Yeah, that's right. So, uh... Oh, yeah, Carl. So easily forget. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, you're gone! <laughs> yeah, um, so I think uh, that show's in deep, deep trouble right now. Yeah, so I'm going to give it to year 10, and mm-hmm. then we're done. Yeah, it, I think they'll try to stretch it to year ten. Yeah, but yeah, next next year is going to be the sinking of the ship, I believe. I think so too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I still love the show. It still has its, you know, it's still got some good quality points to it. But there's no way in this day and age that you can allow a show to go on for more than, I mean, I would say five seasons, but okay, ten seasons. And have people still interested. Even Fear the Walking Dead, they're on season four. I mean, they they should be thinking about this stuff. Breaking Bad didn't <laughs> well, go past five. You should offer your consultation. What what was six feet under? That was what? Five uh, or six? Five or six. Yeah, I mean six. it just depends. It depends. Yeah. You know, there's some of these these crime shows have been on for ten years or more. Yeah, but they have a different story every week. They it's not right. like a soap right. opera. Mm-hmm. Like this is. Power Rangers has been on for years. In different yeah, iterations, that's, too. that's not quite the same thing, Stuart. Sorry. <laughs> same recipe, man. Same I'm telling thing. you, it's been the same recipe for years. But yeah, I definitely think The Walking Dead will hurt when Rick leaves the show. And it sounds like Rick and Maggie are probably going to leave around the same time. Mm-hmm. Around six or seven episodes. Yeah, because I think Rick's only supposed to have six episodes next season. So something else is going down that we don't know about yet. I'm hoping it's a new group coming in that adds more strife um, before they totally take the show away from us. But yeah, it can't last much longer after that. Are you about to cry? No. Okay. No, she's about to yawn because she's rather bored with the subject. Okay, she sounded like she was choking up a little bit. Nope. That was me, Stuart. Stop it. Okay. I don't want Daryl in charge. No. So that means then, uh, let's see. Next week we've got the season, 
or the mid-season finale of Fear the Walking Dead. And then we've got Preacher coming back on the 24th, I think, right? Right. So um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. The previews look really good. Totally. Previews look awesome. We actually had someone write in and say that um, the best part of this last episode was seeing Preacher. Yeah, the Preacher. uh, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. I'm excited because we're going to be in New Orleans, which is one of my favorite cities ever. Well, I, I, for our listeners who haven't jumped on the preacher train yet, go back, watch that first or first couple seasons, and uh, or the first season, what was it, first or two, what, what two. Are, first two seasons, right? Go yeah. back and watch that stuff. You'll love it. You'll love it. We got a couple weeks until we get into the uh, the new season, so it would definitely be a great series to binge watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can watch, you know, over you know, a couple months, it'll probably Absolutely. make more sense that way. Mm-hmm. It might. It might make a little bit more sense, but yeah, oh, oh awesome. I mean, it is like a movie. It's like short mm-hmm. snippets of a movie each time you're watching it. And if you like the cinematography you're seeing with this season of Fear of the Walking Dead, that's where it came from. Those yeah. are the guys that did it in for uh, uh, Priest or Preacher. <laughs> priest. I always oh, want to say that. Priest because that was, that was such a bad movie. Master. <laughs> <laughs> Monk. Bishop. Rabbi. <laughs> Your holiness. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> exactly. Oh. oh, lovely. All right, so next week on Fear of the Walking Dead, Season 4, Episode 8, No One's Gone. Well, I don't think that's going to work. Um, <laughs> Madison Somebody's fights gone. to preserve the life she worked so hard to build. Morgan tries to do the right thing. Wow, that's... Uh, Give I it up, Madison. I expected that. Yeah. Morgan tries to do the right thing. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. They really didn't give away much with that preview. No. No. <laughs> so write in and let us know what you think. You can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night, everybody.